0: Hello and welcome to the Drawn game podcast before we get into the episode i just want to let you know what this podcast is all about my name is Damien quinn and i'm a sports illustrator originally from limerick and i'm currently living down under in sydney i just recently put out a book called the Drawn game it's a 96 page illustrated ga book and it features artwork from 27 usually talented artists from ireland and from different parts of the world there are also interviews with the likes of tomas o'shea Anthony Daly, Cian Lynch, Rena Buckley and Connor Moore and plenty more too. As I mentioned in last week's episode, fundraising for A Better Life for Livy finished and the Mulhern family hit their target of $2 million. We managed to raise €2,750 euro, and I can't thank everyone enough for supporting the book and Livy's cause. So if you're listening to this, you've probably already got yourself a copy of the drawing game in the post this week. and um, I hope you enjoy it and it passes away a few hours for you. The feedback has been brilliant and I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has sent me messages about the book. I'm really glad people are enjoying it and amazing artwork inside. If you haven't got a copy of the book already and you've missed out, I'm working really hard to try and get some more produced in Ireland. The interest in the book has taken me back a bit to be honest but it's been brilliant and fingers crossed I'll have news on that one soon. The book is now available in Australia with proceeds going to the Irish Support Agency in New South Wales. You can go to their website to see all the brilliant work they do for the Irish community here in Australia. So back to this week's episode with Claire Hurling legend Anthony Daly. When I first thought of getting a couple of interviews for this book, um, Anthony Daly was probably one of the first names that came to mind. Um, if you've listened to him on the radio or his podcasts or his analysis on the Sunday game, you'll know how infectious his love for hurling is. Um, you know, when he starts talking about hurling, all you have to do is pull up a chair and listen, to be honest. When I was growing up um, in the 90s, Anthony Daly would have been an icon, and I don't mind saying that as a Limerick man. Um, he captained that famous Clare team in 1995, and he went on to win the All-Ireland again in 97, before moving into management with Clare and then having great success with the Dublin Hurlers. He spoke about loads of things, to be honest with you, from his Irish Examiner column and his podcast, to the glory days with Clare in the 90s, the huge rivalry with Limerick during the 90s as well, um. How he became a bit of a Clare supporter after he finished playing, the Dublin hurlers, um, there's loads more. And he had so many brilliant and funny stories from off and on the pitch. Um, There was one stage actually during the interview where I forgot I was actually talking to him and not listening to one of his podcasts. Um, So I kind of had to step back into it. Um, But as a hurling fan it was a surreal experience for me and it was usually enjoyable. Um, And you can nearly hear the smile on my face to be honest. But um, that's it. Um, that's enough of me waffling on so I hope you enjoy this chat with Anthony Daly yeah so look I know you, you've been asking everyone the same question but like how how's and I, like I've been talking to my family back in Limerick and I know it's not been easy for them but how's the lockdown been for you like how how has it been treating you uh, not
1: too bad I suppose um, kind of blessed with where we live to be honest I mean you know i 10 minutes from the Atlantic, so geez, I love, I love, and old swim in the sea there. So, yeah, um, yeah and uh, you know, things have been lifting as we've gone on. You know, managed to have a few bits of parties out the back there with five or six lads, you know. Um, uh, very disappointed yesterday now because I have a pub shot here beside me, and and for the government to compare cop buffet Jack's, to be honest with you. Jeez, um, yeah. It's disappointing, you know, because it's a rural bar and just, look, people were looking forward to getting back, having an out drink, social distance, and yeah. uh, Monday was, I'd say, going to be a bit of crack, not not big crowds or anything like that, but, you know, just a kick in the teeth, like, I think all the pubs should remain closed because, I mean, there's so much cow buying going on with the rules about the meals, that, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just a joke, like, a you know, fellow who came clean, like, my place, you know, he's been screwed over then yesterday even you know for another three weeks so oh, no. but look in general grant, look it's grand grand my i've three girls now the youngest of them is 17 to 21 you know so they're they're great they, they were finding it harder than we were you know what i mean yeah it's just not meeting the friends and all that but uh so i as i said since since kind of phase three came in they're kind of back now meeting the friends and that kind of thing so it's, that, that's a bit easier on everyone in the yeah. house
0: <laughs> yeah i say okay, so and like yeah. what have you been doing like how have you managed to keep yourself busy like I suppose the podcasts are kind of keeping you going are day and
1: yeah I'm doing I'm doing an article every Monday as well then and Damien you know so but the the main thing well it's it's finished now actually but I'm still doing a bit for them but uh, the government kind of came up with a, a scheme there where they picked kind of community champions is what they call them in each county one person now in a place like Limerick there would have been one for the city and one for the county do you know Cork, there would have been maybe two for the city, two for the counties, you know, so, but in Clare, there'd be just the one, and and, uh, there was a girl in the council asked to do it, and she actually got sick, it wasn't COVID related, no, she just got sick herself, so there was nobody doing it, so out of the blue, about three or four weeks into the scheme, they rang me and asked me would I consider it, so, Jesus, that kept me busy, to be honest, like, you know, you were going off presenting PPE, and, oh, between phone calls, with with elderly people who were isolated, and then my number was out there, In conjunction with the helpline, so anyone that wasn't really comfortable ringing a helpline could ring me, and I really? would put them in touch. Just say they were up. Just say they were up in Cork Clare. You know, well, there was a, there was a good local committee in place in Cork Clare, but they didn't want to ring them. But they'd ring me, maybe. So I'd ring the leader of that group. It's say, look, you know, Johnny O'Connor there's isn't a bit of bother, would you uh would you give him a shout? You know, just give him a call. He's okay. I asked him. Would he be? All, you know, I this freaking, Yeah. Uh, it's this world we live in now. You can't give out numbers or you know, but he's okay to take a call. You know, and so that was yeah. I did enough. Jesus, we used to be doing tours of the county, presenting PPE and going in Zoom calls. Then Jesus, you we were doing Zoom calls four mornings a week, but they finished the scheme at the end of June, so literally like last week I just went to the council and forum meeting and tell them like, I, I was out of the equation but if they wanted to keep me in the equation they could on a limited basis yeah. so they have so I'm still at that but it's not it's, to be honest the calls have just dried up Yeah. we've had one clear in, in, in 33 days yeah. so yeah it's been good Like and, that, and that's a bit why you'd be peed off with the, the not doing you know like I mean Castle are playing Championship Saturday week And they've extended The 100 The, 100, the 200 people At outdoor events Now it was going to was supposed to go up to 500 Which would have been grand For the club game But now literally Ourselves and Shannon Are going to get 50 tickets Each for supporters I'd say You know That's mad isn't so, it So yeah. yeah I'm going into training tonight To put out a few feelers You <laughs> <laughs> swear it was the Old Ireland like, First I... round of the Fucking Championship
0: You'd, you'd surely oh. get a ticket <laughs>
1: Oh jeez, you'd be surprised though, you know, because in fairness to the players, see the players and officials and backroom staffs and local um, uh, officials doing stewarding and all that, they'll take up 100 tickets. So that'll only leave 100 between the two clubs and like there will be an element of, you know, the players getting a ticket each for their family members, you know, so, or the wife for the girlfriend or, you know, so. Yeah. Even the oh, likes man. of myself, <laughs> having given a good bit of time to the club, will be under a bit of pressure. But you never know; we might get in into
0: it somewhere. Like, yeah, surely. <laughs> but um, now you mentioned um your column there, like that you write for the Examiner, um, and like they're they're brilliant. Like, cause um, you know, like uh, whatever. When 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 I'm reading them, it's kind you kind of like you really bring everyone into it. Like it's kind of like you bring them to the time. You know what I mean? Like especially when you're talking about like the characters of the game and, like is writing that column something that's come naturally to you or is that something that you've had to work hard on? Like, is it like...
1: Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Telling the yarns and that, Damien, would will be will be tough going. And look, I do get a bit of help from Christy O'Connor, but eventually you have to write it yourself. Do you know what? Like, when I'd be writing the Sunday night ones for the Monday morning and I may be on the Sunday yeah. game with them, it has to be kind of phone call related. Now you will get a look at it for a half an hour and get a chance to make changes. And But you, you know, your co-writer and yourself, there has to be fierce trust there, you know? So, and uh, Christy wrote my book with me, you know, yeah. so there'd be fierce trust there. I could, I could rely on him, but at the same time, your name is good on stuff. But, but for, for the Saturday ones, which are now the Monday ones, if you like, because there's no action, obviously you try and do them yourself. Now, I'm I'm not a qualified journalist by any means. Like you get better at it, I have to say. But I I, I do it and I send it to Christy and he p- kinda of puts the journalistic slant on it and, and, and corrects a few things for me that, you know, uh I'd have worded wrong and then you get another look at it and you you, you find a draft in and you send it into the lads. So Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's 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 getting harder, I have to say. Coming up with fresh stuff all the time, you know, and we probably will take a little break there now as well. Um and maybe start covering a few club games. There's only so much you can go back on. Now I'm lucky in that I, you know, played for a long time, I suppose, with, with Club and County and then um managed Clare, then managed Dublin for six years and then got involved with your own lads at at the Academy for three years. and um, you know, I so, saw And then I went up to kill my croaks for two years. So this year, I'm kind of involved with no team bar our own under-21s, whenever that should be played. We were just about to play in March and had trains since November. But uh, then we got called off. So I'd say that's fairly down the food chain now. So I'm lucky, Damien, that I've had a fair bit of exposure to a lot of things in terms of the Sunday game. Like like I did an article on the workings of the Sunday game and I got ferocious feedback on that Mm. because people, like maybe think you go up and you watch a match and then you just uh, put on your suit and it's yeah. recorded and you just go home yeah whereas it's it's massively more important or, or more in, like Jesus Long doing day. the night show on the Sunday is the toughest gig of all and on on, of the various gigs between being on live or being co-commentator the nighttime shows show is the, is the toughest one in terms of kind of a 12 hour day really you yeah. know so
0: brilliant
1: uh, it was great doing stuff like that and be able to give people and and there was great feedback on that, that people saying jeez Dale I thought you were up there <laughs> swanning around the place <laughs> eating languages and yeah. taking it easy for you know." but no yeah so just uh, yeah I'm lucky that way but I mean you still if with the pandemic running as long as we didn't expect it to I suppose it, it, does, it does get a bit more challenging week yeah. on week but uh, we've, we've still a couple of gyms to, to fall back on nice no, one uh, we did a piece on Galway for it now uh, some Galway people weren't too happy with me but that's <laughs> you know what I mean that's that's part and parcel of it you know most most of the likes and most of the comments and, and private comments even were people from Galway saying tough enough reading Dalo but you're bang on <laughs> but then a couple of people were, were were defensive I have to say and saying I was dragging up more than uh, yeah. uh, not giving Shane, Shane or Neil a proper I was undermining him coming into his year and she's out of great time for Shane you know yeah. I don't, wish him the best. And like they are the type of team that could win the All Ireland. They're that good, you know. So, but it's just, I suppose it was just writing about why he won All Ireland in in kind of thirty two or three years and all the talent they've had. will say minor, like, you know, and, and, and number twenty one. So that was really what I was looking at. But sure, look, you won't keep everyone happy all the time when you're in that game, anyway. Exactly. You know, I, I was gonna it's, say, it's like, what?
0: Yeah, what's yeah, what uh, would be harder, like writing an article or a Gerlach Nine training session?
1: <laughs> uh, well uh, i suppose writing the article is probably more challenging You <laughs> exactly what you're going to get uh go, now going through both processes i'd say the article is probably handier <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in terms exactly. of sitting on your arse plugging, yeah. um, with, with a pencil and a bit of paper or uh, yeah. a laptop yeah uh, or on your phone for all the matter i find the phone the easiest way of typing stuff because you're, we're so used to yeah. Sending text to each other that that um we we're going very good at the thumb typing now as I call it, yeah. as opposed to the finger typing on the on the laptop. But, but um, no, sure look. I yeah, look at us, yeah, it was savage stuff. But I mean see, once we started getting the rewards, you didn't mind going through it. Yeah. You know, that's that, that as that's the bottom line. I suppose if you didn't get any reward, you'd have said, Jesus, what did I do all that for? But yeah, no, that was definitely harder at the time.
0: Brilliant. I've a, in case you can't hear I have a one year old and she's losing her mind inside so um, in case you're wondering yeah, what's happening
1: yeah I know Ken had a bit of trouble this morning I think with an eight year old as well <laughs> that's alright that's okay
0: but, uh, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll plough on I'll let my wife deal
1: you um, know we, we, we've had dogs and everything coming into rooms and barking on the podcast yeah. Larry Larry does be editing editing for the day sometimes
0: yeah Asher. Uh, sure but, um, no, and, and it's just kind of on top of one of the articles you read. Um, it was about your time with the Dublin Hurlers and, like, the, you know, the bond you still have with the um, the management team. And you've still got the WhatsApp group going. Yeah, no, not the
1: players. What, uh, yeah, the management, but, uh, yeah. The management, yeah, we still have one. Yeah, it's called Clare for, for the very reason is it, it was nearly set up um, because we decided we'd have a bit of a reunion trip down in La Hinch. And uh, obviously, we had a management WhatsApp page back then, but we, we set up a new one and called it Claire <laughs> about uh, uh, five years ago, or six years ago. And um, yeah, that has remained a, a good source of crack, to be honest. Uh, even during the lockdown, now, was plenty <laughs> of stuff that wouldn't be for public consumption being put up on that for the crack. Like, you yeah. know, I have a great, yeah, you would be great pals with the lads, you know, even. Out of the blue yesterday, I rang uh, Kieran Hederton by mistake. Um, (laughs) Something asked me for his number, and I I forwarded the number, but I must have pressed FaceTime for Hedgehog, and myself and Hedgehog wound up talking for half an hour. Brilliant. (laughs) So on FaceTime, which I don't normally do, to be honest, on on, on the phone, but uh, whatever button must have gone off, put it back in my pocket did that so yeah yeah, it was great to catch up with him and then he's he's in charge of his club team up there craft here and they're they're in action now friday night so uh saturday i think Uh, so we great chat about that and he's a point of injuries and sure it's good (laughs) like you'll be will be back into the swing of it in two seconds really with those guys
0: yeah no that's that's brilliant like and I, i whenever you whenever i hear you talking about the um like the actual hurlers themselves in dublin i always get a sense of like it was a great bond there With the whole Like the whole setup. Really, really Kind of felt like It kind of felt to me From looking on the outside You're trying to build like Build like a club team Or something In, in an inter-county Kind of setup.
1: Yeah and I suppose Look I think That would be the target Nearly for all inter-county managers That you yeah. try and You know you want The club scene to be good I mean if the club scene Is shocking phew, no real chance Of ha- having a good county team And that yeah. The club scene Would have improved in Dublin Really over the last 10 years I'd say But Um yeah, you 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 did. We got a group together, I suppose, that had worked. They had won a Leinster minor, Leinster 21, and, you know, so they were they were good pals even from growing up with each other and development squads. So we started trying to foster that, I mean, I suppose, you know, that, that, that you know, we were in. I mean, look, at we had ferocious downs as well, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, one of the years we beat Clare, which was, you know, they hadn't beaten a Munster County in donkey's years, like you go back. I <clears> need <throat> to go back to the fifties, I think, and, and we beat Clare in Crow Park, which was tough enough going on me you No, know, one of my best friends would be the Sparrow. He was the clear manager, yeah. you know, so um but then the following week we lost to Antrim kind of and I made a buzz of that really because a, we were in the Leinster twenty one final on the Wednesday night and I actually were six points up. I took off Liam Rush, David Tracy thinking we were home and hoes and we got we got caught in the last seven or eight minutes, you know, and uh, that was that was a desperate low and then <clears throat> even in 12 we really built it up then after winning the league in 11 um, uh, that we'd that we'd uh, have an unmerciful go at 12 we were going to try and win a, a Leinster title and we completely flopped against Kilkenny and again against Clare the qualifiers and uh, they were desperate lows but then 13 came along and yeah. we'd always said like to win that Bob O'Keefe was, was our main target okay Liam McCarthy would occasionally be mentioned but and ultimately it was disappointing to lose the semi-final against Cork even though we played really well on the day the red card probably killed us but that was that was a real high you know so there was highs and lows but that's nearly like a family isn't it yeah you know or like a club team it's going to be ups and downs and, and yeah. you love the good days like a, if you bring like a family like it, it's like the wedding and the funeral isn't it you know um, yeah the wedding is a massive day or or the birth or whatever or yeah. You know uh, the good occasions, but ultimately, with any family, there's going to be grief and that kind of thing. And, and I suppose unless you're Kenny, and even Brian Cody's feeling a bit of that the last few years, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I, you know, there's going to be down days as well. And, and you know that, and, and especially going to a county like Dublin, with, you know, let's face tradition number one is, is football. So
0: yeah,
1: <clears throat> but great hurling crowd there, great loyal hurling crowd there, and I, I'd love to see them. You know, last year was going so well. And then they got caught by a Leash. I, yeah. I just love to see them getting back up there. And, and you, you don't know. They have a chance to revenge the Leash match this year with the draw, but then they face into Kilkenny. But at least in the hurling, as opposed to the football day, there's a door. Exactly. You know, so yeah. there's a chance for teams, anyway, to, to have a couple of goals at, at yeah. Um They would have good talent. I know that from being involved with Croaks. There's good young players there, but it's just blending them together. Like, yeah. I'm sure if you had the likes of Conor Callaghan, who's by a mile the best forward in Dublin, in Hurland. He's all still probably the best football forward in Dublin, so yeah. you won't get him for both the county level. But for Kula and Hurland, like he's just devastating forward, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, he virtually was, you know, I did a great team, but he was probably the key ingredient into them winning and um, back to back in clubs. Like, you know,
0: it's, all, it's always been an issue with the old dual players up in Dublin, hasn't it? Really, I think you probably had a bit of that in your time as well, didn't you?
1: We had, we had, we would have lost out on. Fellas like Kiran Kenny, Costello um, uh, yeah. uh, they were brilliant minors, Eric clowns And then when I started first, Conal Keeney had switched from football uh, to Ireland, or fo- the other way around, from Ireland to football in 2 And no coincidence, when we got Conal back, actually, uh, for two eleven we won the league and, and made the All-Ireland semi-final. And then he was there for, he, he was in a bad car accident, actually, in 11, just before the... the the, um, the Limerick game And uh, yeah. We lost out And we won the Limerick game Actually We beat Limerick And got to the semi-final Against Tim Which was great You know To be in an iron semi-final But uh, he was lucky He wasn't killed but, but he was He was outstanding Then in 14 yeah. You know And got the all-star And If he didn't come back So we had victories as well Because the footballers Would have looked for Liam Rush They would have looked for Danny Sutcliffe they would have gone to their doors and asked them to play and the boy said, No, choose Hurland's my number one. So yeah. and Dotsy had come back from the football to the Hurland as well. So we had victories as well, but you know, if you always felt if you had Conn, if you had Costello, if you had Kilkenny, could you have got over the line and won an in All Ireland in, in, you know, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, you know, that 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 four year window that was sort there with that panel, you yeah. know, because obviously by the time I finished up the likes of Stephen Heine and 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 a couple of lads like that were coming near the end of their days, you know, so, um, there was a window there, alright, and if you had maybe two more quality forwards, you know, yeah. it might have pushed you over the line, uh, in terms of a panel, at least, you know, using five subs now, that extra couple of bodies is, is, is it, you know, can decide yeah. the huge games against the counties, like Tip, and your own lads now, who would have really, you know, you saw the power of the limit panel in the last couple of years, you know, the, they yeah. really would have the guys off the bench, you know, so that's crucial. So, but yeah. look, I loved it, I, I really enjoyed it. I what went, the power was that one year, even though it was announced as a three year, that then <laughs> there's no such thing as a contract the the GAs, you yeah. know, and to Anthony Daly joins Dublin for three years, you know, it was a bloody well one year. And I thought after a month with the driving, I'm gonna have to give up this bloody thing, you know, but <laughs> man, it turned into a complete yeah. labor. I love it, I loved it, like you know, the, yeah, they just were. Responding all the time And getting better it was like Everything you finish up On a defeat alright At disappointing defeat against Tip In the quarter yeah. final in 14 But uh, Six years I suppose It was time to Kind of let somebody else Have a shot at it at that stage But look They've had up You know Ups and downs since So Yeah I'd have a grow for Forevermore anyway i have to say yeah. you
0: know. I'd say um, After winning that uh, Leinster I'd say Great crack that night Yeah
1: Yeah a Great crack for a couple of nights tell you the demo here, because we ironically the way it worked out that year because we drew with Wexford and we drew with Klikkenny. We played five weekends in a row to win Leinster, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. every single weekend. Gotcha. So we played Wexford, beat Wexford, drew with Klikkenny, beat Klickenny, then we had to face Cyntagal, <laughs> like it was it was one of the toughest Leinster Championships ever won. Like that's a fact as well, like because you go back through the history. Klickenny were winning them by, you know, probably hockey in Dublin in a semi and then beating Wexford or awfully in a final. And even when Offley Wexford and Kilkenny were going fairly well in the nineties.
0: Yeah.
1: One of them had the easy route, you know. So we we, we probably won the toughest one in, in, in memory, you know, in yeah. lots of ways. So it was fantastic. It was it was a dream come true. Yeah. yeah. For the goalie of the sixty one team, Jimmy Gray, to be presenting the cup to Johnny McCaffrey, you know, 'cause because and, and in fairness to the Leicester Council chairman, he 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 gave him that honour, you know, 'cause yeah. Jimmy, great guy, you know, still going strong and um for Jimmy to present it to Johnny, just there wasn't a, there wasn't a dry eye in the house, really. You know, i uh,
0: brilliant.
1: Also, that was year five with me as well, because we, and there'd been a lot of ups and downs, you know. So, to get there and to win that Leinster, and and that, uh, yeah, you know, that was that was magic. So, and then we had the five weeks off, you see, so you c- could let them cut loose. And uh, yeah, I certainly stayed up there to Tuesday anyway <laughs> and, and enjoyed, enjoyed the Sunday. I and mean, with a great day, of the Monday we met up down the strawberry beds there, uh, because. And we warned everyone, uh, if anyone texts anyone to say where we are in the first three hours, you're out of here for the night.
0: Yeah, uh, right.
1: And, and in fairness, and we told your man behind the bar, we'd give him the twist if he kept to that. And there was about three guys having done a bit of fishing on the Liffey down there, I don't know if you know, you're familiar with it now, with the lower road out there, Luton, right. they call it. Um, it's right on the Liffey, literally. The pub is across the road from the Liffey. It's just literally 25 yards away it's a lovely fishing spot and uh, but it's beautiful indoor outdoor kind of and we're all outside uh, with the cup as people passing by looking on like what the fuck is going on here you know (laughs) and and in fairness to the lads they stuck to the three hours and and he he did as well like and then he got a massive night out of it you know because we'd about two o'clock to five o'clock on our own you know and and with a few very close friends and a couple of people who had been involved and and made a massive input and 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 then it went blue bass, of course, for the night. <laughs> and the fellas went into town and they scattered and they went here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I did the same. I, I, I <laughs> slipped away with Richie and, and Hedgehog, and a few of the selectors to some spot up in Castlenock Village. And, you know, so that was lovely. But uh, that was that was a magic day, I have to say, you know. And yeah. Great crack. Mike Carton had to go to work. He's a fireman, you know. Uh, and Mikey arrived in the full fireman outfit <laughs> and did a striptease for us as if. <laughs> as if he was a hired stripper oh my
0: god <laughs> that's last uh,
1: in full uniform and all the boys on the fire truck beeping and, and with the alarm the fire alarm <laughs> on i'd say the frightened the shite on the half of <laughs> the lower road it, i know sure look just was magic magic uh, those are the days you live for like really you know where, so it's like, all about work so hard since yeah you work so hard since october and and uh here you are of a, a july you know uh Monday sunny day in Dublin, and, and you've you've first time since sixty one you've won the Leinster Championship, you know. Yeah. So uh, pity, pity we didn't you know go all the way. I suppose I just dis- I just dis- consolation and clear maybe getting there uh, when we weren't there, but it would have been some crack if it was Dublin and Clare with me and Davy and everything. <laughs> oh Jesus! I don't yeah. Know what would have happened? <laughs> yeah. So, but look, what it wasn't to be for the Dubs, and it was for for the banner. So I suppose consolation prize for me anyway. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah and like and speaking of Clare Like you know And speaking of Crack as well As well as Clare in the 90s You know It was a great time It was a great time For the county wasn't it?
1: Ah it was Damien I mean, as, And as well As well as that Like like that now We know backdoor or that but there was a backdoor Right for 97 If you got to the Munster final And obviously Tip availed of that and. Um. But but there was no backdoor Like in 96 When you beat us You know you were out To do or die But But invariably then The matches were kind of Probably every four weeks Yeah definitely three weeks between games so looking at it, you saw us give you a bit of license to go out and party on the Monday as well you know we, like we live like monks like to be fair before the first round you wouldn't have you wouldn't have a pint like for three months probably you know so <laughs> then like to be sure you'd be half tanked after two pints on the, on the Sunday night <laughs> but we used to have great old Mondays as well with the supporters you know and there was a great bond I'd say between that 90s team and the fans Yeah. you know not, not you know just 13 times were different you know um, they were they came through the back door as well in 13 so they wouldn't have had that much time to mingle with the supporters and obviously it just a massive thrill we've only won four All-Irelands you know so um, uh, so we, we all got to celebrate with them after the replay um, it was it was fantastic but we would I would say the 90s team had a much closer bond with the public yeah because of just because of the times they were in it now there's no reflection on, on the boys the thirteen. Being team were the finest ones of lad you ever met. Like they're, they're, you know, some of them were the sons of, you know, I take David McInerney was Jim McInerney's son, you know, yeah. so uh, he'd be he'd be cut off the the old block. So no, they'd be great lads. But we just got the opportunity to mingle with the people more, so it kind of made it a bit extra special. I think you know yeah. we we and again as the years went on, then when when we you know we did the final in the ninety six, we then came back and won the second, and then. The whole '98 saga sure was mad, like again and again. '99 we we wound up losing the Munster final, but getting back into the semi-final and probably one I feel that got away nearly more than '98. You know, in some ways we we had Kilkenny nearly nearly beaten, and we give away kind of a soft goal to DJ. Of course, no better man who buried it. And and uh, but if we'd won it, we'd have got back at Cork, who who had beaten us in the Munster final in a kind of an upset. And I uh, the fancy does in that one, I'd have to say, you know, but. Uh, no, sure, we did great, we did great five or six years out of it, I mean, yeah. you know, we really had magic, magic times together, and you see that stuff, like, we're coming out waving, if there an all Ireland, with the help of God, a week out from Christmas, and we're all staying two nights in Dublin with the, with the wives now, I wouldn't say there's too many girlfriends around now, but, <laughs> um, we were bachelors 25 years ago, yeah. but are nearly all, we're nearly all, uh, hitched <laughs> now, so, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're so hoping it goes ahead So we can have that weekend together, you know And there's a great Ah, we go away every year for a game of golf Coming up to Christmas anyway yeah. And uh, the golf is only kind of a sideshow, to tell you the truth it's, it's more about the night It's an excuse <laughs> non-golfer's arrival at 6 <laughs> o'clock
0: Yeah Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's great. It's great. I know that, that group have stayed very, very tight You know, so it's been fantastic
0: Yeah But even, I suppose, even like Even not just Claire, like But even that year of Harling and monster like it was just It was as you say yourself it was magic like it was just even I don't know why everyone seems to have a bit of nostalgia for it but it just it really was special wasn't it?
1: It was like so used to you know Cork tip Munster finals now Limerick were probably the the team that could upset that a bit and you know won a couple of monsters. but of course couldn't get the All-Ireland thing
0: done
1: yeah. from the 73 team um, but it was you know mostly Cork won it and then Tip came back then after their bit of a famine between 72 I think and they didn't win a match to they beat Clare in 85 but uh, and then they were back strong with that Babs team and uh, you know so uh, novelty is everything you know and that's like Limerick came with that very good team that tell you the truth I wasn't anyway sorry that they were beaten in both finals at the time but <laughs> it's only over the course of time it's like yeah. you know it's such a pity today you know likes would like Kieran and Gary and all those that Hula and everybody, you know, she's Hula's brother died there during the start of the COVID like we can, yeah. just giving him a call and didn't get him but left a voice message and, and you know, just he sent a lovely message back and just, those lads would be lads I'd love to meet, you know, I would have met a few of them last year when we, the Irish Open was on up in a Hinch and you'd say, will you go for a beer and you'd love them and now, in hindsight, you'd love if they'd won in Ireland because they were, they were our equal by every inch to be honest with you. They just, just, yeah. Unfortunately, 94 kind of just happened to them. And I think the hang up of 94 yeah. caught them. No disrespect to Wexford, but it was the hang up of 94 caught them in 96, you know. Whereas mm-hmm. we, we got there the first time and got over the line. Bit of luck involved. Like, I wasn't aiming for the crossbar and the ball to drop down to him and taff. <laughs> you know, who Gerald now was trying to get off the field yeah. at the time and bring on a sub, you know. Uh, like, we got the break and. Then when we got back to the second one, we were very confident in ourselves. You know that we could do it again. So probably, look, you need a bit of look as well. Damien, there's no doubt of that. And, and anyone that tells me a game like hurling with a small ball and possession not really being the essence of the game. Now we, we, we do we have seen over the years that uh, it has become more and more important. Obviously, but hurling it's still it's still a look element involved with balls and dropping down and so uh, look yeah yeah look it was a great era it was geez, some of the league matches I mean one of the Limerick matches I think in November of, of 96 there was 22,000 people in the Crown's Grounds in the November league match That's crazy. Like, Jesus you Do you know, it, was, it was mad stuff like you know yeah. three sent off and you know seven or eight rows and Limerick <laughs> won by a pint I think and, you know like it was just everyone down to the Devon arms and you would have an old pint to them yeah. and you you wouldn't see him again till the following May or June or July, and you'd go killing each other again. Then you know, so it was it was mad times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas the players now know each other so much more yeah. between social media and like now as well. Nearly everybody goes to college, whereas in our time, so, if yeah. probably a third of the lads went to college, it was a, it was a high percentage. Do you know so these lads know each other much it's a much different landscape now but it was yeah it was a magical time it was, not, it was a magical time for us anyway you know I, Definitely. I presume the Limerick lads have regrets you know but mm. they were a great team jeez they were a
0: great team yeah. I know yeah you like especially the Limerick and Clare games you know I'd say you kind of touching it but the games were ferocious but like i say there was plenty of dark arts were there?
1: I don't want was a bit of John but there was never anything too Personal, I, yeah. I would say ourselves and Tip got kind of more personal later on, you know. And even ourselves in Waterford, I in Limerick was more uh, your Limerick bollocks or your Claire bollocks. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was more that like, you know, or or you know. I remember I made a mistake that day for the goal that Gary got in, in, in ninety six. You know, I fumbled the ball and, and he, he, I, I didn't get it up first time, which I should have. I was on my own and. He whipped it off me and kind of Sean. He was cutting no man's land in marking him, and he was in on goal. And and he, as Brian Law and him, he kind of buried it in the corner. And so on his way back out, he gave me a little nod and waved a wave finger at me like said, "That's your goal, Dylan." Hey Lord, I got forty four thousand people looking at you. Like I said, I'll get you before it's over. Carry don't worry. <laughs> you know? But look. Because there was no after. Once the game was over, the game was over. And that was was the way we operated with each other. Yeah. yeah. No, sure. I remember, you know, famously when the GPA was being started, I think there was a delegation from each county kind of proposed to go. And I think four of us went off down with Jamesy being our designated driver who didn't drink at all. (laughs) No, that wasn't in the plan. But I remember Hula saying to me, he pulled for an old beer on the way home. The meeting was in Mallow. and, and, And obviously the boys would be heading up to Charleville. And then heading across towards, you know, various parts of Limerick from yeah. there, like, so I said, he said, pull in the top of the town there, man, <laughs> oh, sure, poor old James, he didn't get on until about 2 o'clock in the morning, like, you know, so that yeah. like, it was, like, there was great old you know, crack between the two groups, you know, and yeah. even, yeah, like, the other teams as well, even the offie lads and ourselves, and even the tip lads, you know, sure, I mean, Tommy Dunn, who I used to mark in most of those games, and a lot of them anyway, he was either midfielder or right half-forward, uh, Jesus, Tommy was my coach with the dubs when, when we did win that Leinster so you know ah, people are great you know once I think we're so a similar aren't we J people like so when you take the battle out of us yeah. we've an awful lot in common Yeah. Uh, so then you kind of gravitate, gravitate towards people like you and, and so that's that's why you wind up you meet these lads after the All-Ireland maybe over the hotel and you wind up saying you staying? Uh, I am. Yeah. You come up to Mulligans there, or you come up to some the Head, or you will. You meet them and you'll stay with those lads—Galway lads, Limerick lads, Offaly lads, Waterford lads, Cork tip. You know, you Yeah. You will like. You know. So, and, and that's the way it happens. And actually, yeah. it's great. It's great. It's
0: great. Yeah, and it was like it wasn't even just the players. I suppose it was like I just remember even like family members. You know, like the the rivalry was insane between the fans. I think it was worse between the fans than it was the players. Like
1: that's just the you're like you're, you're kind of cocooned with us like we, we came in on the bus I remember 96 the famous day like well, you right oh, I've said it like over the years it's the most memorable day I ever heard like I, including the all Ireland's like and everything it's just jeez the atmosphere like jeez like when we came over the hill at the Davin Arms like you couldn't <laughs> see the tarmac at them like just for people like you know like, you know past Ivan's there and next thing you come over the little hump on the road you could see the getty grounds alright but you can't see the road The next thing all you can see is people like you know, how the guards got us up as far as the gate, even <laughs> with everyone thumping the bus and our own yeah. crowd roaring us on, the Limerick crowd booing us and ah sure, and then we was a, a tunnel into the dressing room of of stewards and you are, you are start to cocoon a bit from the whole thing until it's over, I suppose. And and, and in our time when it was over, the beauty was you probably bloody well walked down to the Davin and had a pint. You know you weren't being rushed onto a bus and off for some recovery session yeah. again because we were gone that evening so like, Gerard had no really control over us that evening until he got us back in training for the following year so <laughs> yeah we used to mingle with people afterwards but but the, the supporters did have all that and I, I actually said when when Claire got to the 2002 one I had just finished up playing in two hundred one and just quit at the early part I went back training in 2002 but all right, just the legs were gone to be honest I and mean. I mean who wasn't able for it and Pulled out good and early And I was quite happy With, with my decision And it wasn't any bit You know, the boys got to the final Through the back door And uh Jesus, I said I'm going to enjoy this weekend You know <laughs> And uh, I actually did What all the Clarecastle crowd Just go to a certain pub You know the way Your your county gets done an Ireland And then yeah. the crowd from your club Will go somewhere And meet up And they used to go to that place called Conway's in Parnell Street that's gone now which was kind of a dodgy enough place I think normally enough but while right. ireland final day or semi-final day when that went out the window <laughs> <you know? laughs> so uh, yeah geez, I remember being in Conway's that Sunday morning and then the crack and the banter and the, geez, it was magic like. and I said, saying this is what we missed out on I was saying to the Sparrow and Fergie Toohey who were also gone at that stage and uh, I said this is what we missed out on yeah. you know, <laughs> and Sparrow still saying like you know I still take where we were mate you know <laughs> Yeah, uh, winning out the field winning the All-Irelands but at the same time it was, it was great to see the other side of it again and then again in 13 I found the first day a bit tough I have to say because I thought Dublin should have been there you know and even though it was Definitely, clear yeah. it was just unusual but then because of the draw and the football final and then I think the Camogie final as well the replay wasn't for three weeks which gave me a real good chance to get my head completely around it and I remember really enjoying the replay that Saturday evening you know just went there as a Clare, totally Clare man. I knew I was going to be involved in Dublin the following year, but I put that out of my head and, you know, completely, really took it all in and loved it and really enjoyed Brilliant. it the whole day of it and uh, the support side of it, you know, and mingling with it. But as you say, yeah, the supporters probably had more crack than we had, to be honest, you know. But uh, nothing like being out there either, like the experiences of your life, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm 50 years of age now I'd I'd, I'd love to turn the clock back to me going running out there, you know, age 26 or 7 out in the Gaelic Grounds again on a day like that, you know. Having done all the work and been the proper ways and the proper level of fitness, (laughs) Yeah, I would actually like to run out there now. Of course.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, looking back at that 1995 final, um, is it a bit of a blur to you now or do you remember everything from the game? Um,
1: No, I, I... kind of very clear memories of that that one uh i mean i, I got myself into a great place before it I, I i suppose there was no sports psychologist at the time but i i did a lot of old self stuff Do you know there was stuff out there that you could tap into there was no internet but you could buy you know you going to buy kind of cassettes even if it was back then like you know and put on your old headphones they were the big old style ones and just I did a lot of that On the build up to that Because I knew It was going to be A huge occasion And um, Like Compared to the monster final of That year Jesus That that was a blur Now Tell you the show, Like We just That was the one We wanted so badly The Ireland was nearly Bonus territory You know But know um, the second one Now would be Way more I, I didn't handle that As well at all You know In terms of the pressure With Tip coming back You know Were they going to haunt us By coming back after beating him in Munster whereas ourselves and offley wasn't really great rivalry or anything at the time Now it turned out to be a huge rivalry of course afterwards but yeah. um, no I got myself into a great place for that game and I was very clear about my job it was to mark Johnny Dooley forget about cups and speeches and everything like if you do that properly and concentrate on that the other stuff comes okay then yeah. because you're, you're probably in a good place in your head and you're, you're nice and relaxed going up for the cup whereas say 97 i was probably still thinking of i went overboard and the bloody speech after beating tip Longcock uh with the whipping boys cracking on that was in my head going up and i nearly made a ball to the 97 speech you know (laughs) so i suppose mentally if you can get yourself into a good place it's, it's a great lesson for all kind of high level athletes and that's what we were at the time as well because you know although we weren't as scientific as now in terms of uh you know GPS monitors and all that by Jesus we were fit Damien I tell you that. Yeah. You know we we we, we could've run a half marathon for you no bother, you know. It's not without any training. We specific training for half marathons we could have gone away and ran one. I I know that for a fact, you know and um you know while we weren't gym bunnies like they are now I suppose in lots of ways we were ferocious no yeah. press ups, sit ups, you know. Jesus savage work we used to do with Mike Mac, Jesus Christ before we'd ever go up to the hill in Shannon and run up it maybe 30 times uh, we'd spend an hour and a half in the Wolf Tawans clubhouse doing body work you know um, but so uh, don't tell me we didn't work as hard as the boys do now but we probably didn't quite work as clever
0: yeah, okay. yeah,
1: but but no no in 95 yeah I, I remember clearly but to tell you the truth the Munster final meant way more to us than the All-Ireland final oh, yeah you know, because we we hadn't like maybe he had been losing out in all Ireland's, you know, but we hadn't. We had we we had lost 13 Munster finals yeah, since '32, yeah, one. Yeah. You know, and we had heartbreaks. Like, even with the great team in the '70s, you wouldn't remember, them, but they were kind of my heroes growing up. Uh, they won back to back leagues, and they're probably the best second best team in Ireland for sure, I'd say. But Cork beat them in two Munster finals in a row, and. Then Limerick beat them in 81. Joe McKenna got three goals in the final, mm. and, and Clare were nearly favourites for that 81 final. they beating beaten Cork in the semi-final, so Clare had been tortured by Munster final day, and not All Ireland final day. So for us, really, going up that first time, we were we were we were every bit as relaxed as for the semi-final against yeah. Galway. You know, we we had we had achieved our goals nearly for the year. You know, yeah, and uh, it was about going out and and I think we did. You know, we. We defended it anyway superbly against a really good, awfully team. You mean know, to hold them to 2 a's? And I mean, Davey did make one bad mistake for one of the goals, you know. So that, was, you know, that wouldn't happen, Davy ever again, really. Yeah. So you could say we held them to 1 8. Jesus, if you told me going up, if we'd hold them to 1 8. I'd have been fairly confident we'd yeah. win. No, we still only got over the line. But because their backs were so good as well, I suppose, you know, on the day. And it was that type of game. Was it was a ferocious. Tense, uh, dour defence of battle. Um, You'd swear there was two sweepers involved, even though there wasn't. But if you ever watch that match again, the amount of tackling in that match was just. Even both sets of forwards, they tackle like demons, you know. So that's why it was low scoring, I think, you know. And it was a bit of a misty day as well. But uh, yeah, look, for us, it turned out to be a great day. (laughs) no, No other way to describe it.
0: Yeah. And I suppose, like, when you brought. Like that day when you brought Liam back over to Shannon to Clare, like, I don't know, like, I, 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 obviously I'm never going to be in a position to, to know what that's like, but I can't imagine what it would have been like for you. Like, it would have been so special.
1: Well, the ga- yeah, the gas thing about it, um, demo, we, we actually flew over to Shannon, you know, so... Oh, yeah, we, were, of course. we were flying yeah yeah. we used to fly up in the mornings and then fly down the following day you know because the stopover was there at the time so the Boston and New York flights used to come in and stop in Shannon for an hour and and so anyone we used to be able to fill up those jumbos and fly up and have a breakfast in Dublin and into bed that was and uh, we used to sleep then for two hours now some lads sleep Jesus I wouldn't sleep in if I got a few hours the night four that was <laughs> nothing for me you know but uh I used to room with Ali Baker and Ali could go in and tell me to shut up after 10 minutes <laughs> and he could snore literally for two hours like, it was a gift no wonder he was so good you know yeah. but um, yeah um, and we just fly down so we actually flew and, and it was ma- it was absolutely magic because the pilot was a clear guy I'd say he was put on especially for the day on an Aer Lingus flight and there was there was thousands waiting at the airport and he said I will keep him waiting another few minutes lads he's just like you for a spin and he brought us up would you believe he brought us up out over the Iron Islands and back across over the Cliffs of Moher, Whoa. over Lake down along the coastline, down past Kiki, and he veered back into Shannon that way then. That's which unreal. Which was absolutely magical. Like, Yeah, we we were kind of a private enough plane for that one, so we were all over on the windows looking out and saying, Jesus, what a county we have, you know, wow. the scenery and everything, and now, now we're bringing this back into it, you know, so yeah. <laughs> And it was it was just magic then coming into Shannon and up on Shannon was de- to of course because the two Lohans were Shannon and and Gerald O'Neill would have finished up his hurling days with Wolf Horns and would have coached them to win an awful lot of underage uh, championships. because um, he lived in Shannon and taught in Shannon for most of his life. Um so for them that was huge. they on not up through the market and the market, although they know when on the panel the market have the most Championships won in Clare, so that was a huge reception as well. They, they you know, the market, huge, traditional, biggest club in Clare in terms of titles, so that was magic as well. And and um, the Lord father would have hurried from the market when he came to Clare from Galway originally. So, but then for us, there were six of us in Clarecastle on the panel, and, and we were coming back. Then that was our next stop was Clarecastle. So Jesus Christ, we were nearly worried that there were so many in Shannon and the market would there be enough people because we knew Dunn's car park was the final spot and there had to be there was going to be 30,000 there so where's the people going to be in Clarecastle but I sure look they came from everywhere there because they all felt that would be a bit special with with six of us and me being the captain I suppose from there so that was ah Jesus that was mad Like they just stopped the bus the lads in the club at the the bridge in Clarecastle over the Fergus and uh, they said release the six (laughs) and the the cops said Jeez, lads we're, we're two hours behind schedule already this Something like twenty seven thousand people in Dunn stores, like it's chaos up there. We need to get these boys up there, you know. And they said, Look, this bus is not crossing this bridge and let's get the six off the bus. And they carried the six of us up through the village and up up to the platform outside like the church. And it was just that. It was unreal, like, yeah. yeah. So we were well late getting to Dunn's, I tell you. <laughs> but they all waited and and Dunn's was magic as well. And then sneaked off out to the Auburn Lodge and our hotel there out on the on the the Galway Road, the Garth Road. For a few quiet points with Kenny Morrissey and his missus and, and myself and Eilish. <laughs> and people were looking at us like, Sam, why aren't they in town? But we are so wrecked. Yeah, you would be. honest be. with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were absolutely shattered. Because of course, Sunday night was like, like a go out in Dublin. And then we'd <laughs> all day of speech and then talking. And of course, I'd yeah. talk everywhere we went. And we were wrecked. But we had a few lovely jars out there in the quiet. And then Tuesday was a great day. Because we just met up in Navins in Clare Which would be a small pub. Mrs. Navin Northamers, you know she was a great old friend of ours, and she always looked at me. We were stuck for a few bob, Mrs. Nevin, and it like when <laughs> you were a young lads, you know. And she, she try out to change it of of twenty maybe, you know. And she was yeah. that kind of person, and so we kind of met that as the kind of that that became the Monday spot afterwards. Nearly for the team, you know, all the lads from six mile bridge. there was all no mobiles, of course, ninety five, so you couldn't be texting lads. So they were never and so but everybody eventually caught That was the spot, but. It was actually that Tuesday we started, that being the spot, we rang at someone's house in Six Mile Bridge to tell the Six Mile Bridge lads, It was three or four of them, that we were in Navin's and they came there, and we rang the DeLone's house to tell them that's where we were, and they came there. So that Tuesday was magic all together, to tell you the truth, because, we again, we had a few hours on our own, and then it was packed. But it was nice packed, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great crack. In it. And, uh, so, there, yeah, geez, it was great week. The problem was that... Player championship was so far behind, they hadn't even played the first round. We had to go out and play the on Sunday, so that was fairly hairy, I tell you. I would say
0: so, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, did you sleep at all that week? But I can't imagine having to play a championship game after that. Like,
1: yeah, uh, geez, and I to go to, I, we were playing Dora Bearfield, which was Shawnee, Jamesy, and yeah. Ali like, and I had to, I had to go to a Dura Bearfield New Market wedding on the Saturday. Uh, like, and it was one that. Eilish had been invited to, I suppose I was invited She was a girl That she was working with Was marrying a lad From Dora Barefield Whose who's brother was on The Dora Bearfield team So i just sit there And drink about 25 Belly gowns On the Saturday For the day Because You couldn't be seen. The chance two or three points Even you know With the with GA crowd That was in it So yeah. yeah Brilliant Yeah we enjoyed it We enjoyed it up to the Wednesday I think And then we had to go Club training on Thursday night Because we were playing Sunday So yeah we would have liked in another week I think before we went back to that. the championship <laughs> uh, yeah I suppose yeah. someone someone in power made one of those mad decisions that are made you know mental as if it would have made much of a difference if only finally <laughs> being on a week later you know yeah like, uh, such is life
0: that's it but um
1: oh, yeah so I've been
0: like last night I was I'm about to name drop now but I was chatting to Tomas O'Shea. um and uh I asked him where he keeps all his medals and uh I want, I I nearly fell off the seat when he told me where he keeps his medals, but um Where where do you keep your medals at home?
1: Well it's uh, um the truth I don't know. um one of the all medals is missing. Oh Jesus. <laughs> second come on, it didn't come on I tell you the truth no, I think someone whipped it off the table in ninety seven and know I wouldn't be a big medal man no, though, yeah, tell you the yeah, truth like I like I have a great old saying that I say it to teams, like, medals are, are the receipts for glorious memories. That's all right. that medals are, you know? Yeah. Like, no one will ever be able to take it off us that we won the All-Ireland in 1997. If I don't have a medal to show for that, like, no, my three girls, all right, are kind of tick. <laughs> Could you get another one made? Like, because when, yeah. when I'm going across the Jordan, they'd like to be able to say, well, maybe your granddad won that sometime or whatever. But, uh yeah. No, look. Most of the medals are there because I think Clark Castle did a kind of a when they did something in the clubhouse a few years back where they asked us all to get our stuff like all stars and our three all stars. So they're down in me, all down in my mother's home house. Now my mother's in a nursing home now, so there's no one in the house. But um, my daughter, one of my daughters, works in the credit union in Ennis. She took a year out before she starts college in in September, hopefully to get to go ahead so she stays there some nights but yeah my mother wouldn't let the all-stars out of the house anyway that so they're there they're, there's a bag of medals somewhere aside in the in the kitchen out here we live in West Clare now like we're yeah. out here near near enough to Kilrush we're about seven miles from Kilrush here we live out here we open a pub out here so um yeah we're out out here in the country but yeah I wouldn't be caught up in medals too much you know I know I've I have two All-Irelands and three Munsters and I have five championship medals with Clarecastle and a Munster Club. Where the medals are for all those, I'm not certain, to be honest, <laughs> which <the> demo. But, <laughs> sorry. But I know I can list off what I won like. I won two yeah. minor medals at Clarecastle. Do I know where the two minor medals were? I don't, but I know I won two minor A's back-to-back and they were pretty special at the time. Yeah, you know? it's all that matters. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a big store and those things, to be honest with you. Yeah. you know, a couple of bits and pieces up and down the pub. Uh, it's, not, it's not filled with hurling pictures now. But there is a good few, you know. But they're more character pictures and there's know, pictures of bonfires and stuff like that. And, yeah. yeah, they're more, they're not pictures of me taking freezer, or you know, clearing <laughs> walls or anything like that. Yeah. There's pictures of funny ones, trips we have been done with the club and stuff like that, you know. Uh will be more be more my team with yeah. that, you know. You win it, you win it. If you don't want you to watch. Exactly. <laughs> like, you won't be getting a minute lose it I, do, I, do, I actually think They, they do give up Runners up Middles
0: now Thank God I didn't get One of those No those No those You Yeah and I suppose Like you know The man who kind of Made it all happen Well I suppose The players are important But like Ger Lachnan Like um, You know He's one of the biggest Characters I, I, I'll ever, I've I ever ever Seen in Hurling But you know Like what was your What was your relationship Like with Jer Was it You know It oh,
1: was great yeah really. He was the captain for, I suppose for eight years And he was manager For a good lot of that He eventually took it off me I think the last year I played And the last year He managed to get it going on. But uh, I'm sure look He was the best in the world To us When it Would be off season But he was Absolutely savage While it'd be online yeah. But like That's what it took You know And so Yeah look He had a massive influence or before him I think Did an awful lot of work For us as well In bringing us To a certain level You know But then Europe took it to another level altogether you know so yeah jeez look we'd have massive respect for each other we probably fell out a bit when i was clear manager because he was in the sunday game and i uh, oh, yeah. star cutting the living shite out of me <laughs> uh, every chance he got for some reason i think he thought it would motivate me but it wasn't really motivated uh, <laughs> because results weren't going my way but uh uh look we we kind of had a tense enough time there for a while um but then we ah, we met at a funeral for all the world on the way into a funeral we were both going to our gym, which which next thing we were talking for two hours and then, that was the end of that. And then when he got sick, you know, he got seriously sick. So yeah. um, God, like, like I would have got, I would have, I didn't get in to see him, but because it was such a confined, you know, sterile place he was in with the treatment he was having, oh, he was yeah. having massive uh, chemo and all that, you know, up in James's. But I got a, I got the lad style signing a card i came into the sports app i used to have and, and then i would have dropped it in and, and i got to meet his kind of personal nurse who was treating me most of the time and she brought it into him and she's i would have got a ferocious emotional uh text off him afterwards you know and he was you know he said he was going to stay fighting and by god he he did stay fighting and he's although this has been a tough time for him now because anyone but any anything underlying yeah you know but uh yeah yeah i've, I've been Texting away there saying, You all right, Gaffer? And you know, I just met Colin Lynch actually a couple of weeks ago. And he said, "Uh, I was was over cutting the grass for him there in the house. He said he he no more needed the grass cut, but he just wanted a big long chat, like you know. So, yeah, yeah, we we, we were with with so many plans, I suppose, for August this year. And to you know, for the All Ireland, we were the 25 year team and we had great plans for that there, uh, Damien we were going to go maybe away as well for a weekend maybe to Portugal or somewhere or so we were we were very hopeful he was going to join us on, on that trip as well so obviously the trip to Portugal yeah, is gone but and, uh, hopefully we'll have a couple of great nights with him before Christmas and yeah, uh, we, we all get on way with Jory you know oh, look we've all had our moments with him Davies had his moments with him <laughs> so we've all had our moments but uh, he's that type of guy but look only for him we, we we wouldn't have what, what, what we got out of it, you know. Yeah. Savage respect to
0: together, you know. Yeah. Was, he, uh, was he a bit of an Alex Ferguson kind of at half-time? Like, was it a bit of like, right, lads, keep look at the ground, don't make eye contact. If things weren't going right, yeah, you not know.
1: So, yeah, not so much kind of before the match or at half-time, He actually kind of left a lot of that to ourselves. But we'll say the tours the night before it and maybe after the game yeah. he was ferocious like yeah some of the speeches after the games win or lose I mean, some of the lose savage ones now No, really? they'd be mostly you'd have to remember after league games because like if you lost the championship match that time invariably you were out you know so there was no point in him dancing on our graves didn't he he wouldn't do yeah, that to yeah. you no. he put the arm around you at <laughs> that stage but Jesus I remember after a few league games like when fellas maybe weren't as fit as, as they should have been uh, oh god I remember one particular one they were, they were renovating Cusick Park so we played Limerick in Miltown Malbay which was stormy all day back there Now it wasn't ideal for hurling, but Limerick it was a good trimming and a big crowd there. it wasn't it, it wouldn't have been a huge crowd if it was in Cusick Park if you know what I mean yeah. but because it was in a kind of a little venue like Milltown it seemed like a huge crowd you know um, it would be like a county semi final crowd or something like that. You know, yeah, so yeah. But Limerick gave us a bit of a licking anyway. The same day, but Jesus, I remember the speech afterwards. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said there was about two hundred people outside, like because they were kind of figuring this was the nearest they were going to get to looking in. And he, by God, did he give it leather like? He'd be the same on the Thursday night, but it would be all positive like on Thursday night. But jeez, he put the hair sending in the back of your head like it was. Some of the speeches were, you know, oh, they were just. There we were spine tingling stuff like, you know, about what Claire meant to him and what we as a group meant to the county and what we, we as a group meant to each other, you know. Yeah. Yeah, savage. But I uh, on the day of the game he, he was clever enough, I'd say, to know that him getting massively emotionally involved right before we left the dressing room or at half time wouldn't be very you've no idea how clever a man a juror would be. You know, Jerry's a primary school teacher by trade, retired now, obviously, but a great pal of mine Johnny Cannon, who would have played with him in the 70s team and won a, won a couple of All-Stars was, was in his class in St. Flannens and said like he could have been anything he wanted like you know he could have been a vet he could have been a, a lawyer or a doctor which is the primary school teacher probably yeah. was handier for the Hurland you know <laughs> but uh, yeah he so I think he was clever enough to say that he wouldn't get emotionally majorly involved before yeah. the game at half time or that you know he, he was very clever that he was able to make the right moves at the right time uh, but yeah, when he did cut loose, he, would, he was you. You'd listen. I put it you that way. Yeah,
0: no, that makes sense. But look, I wanted to chat to you a little bit about um the the podcast, which I'm I'm, another, I'm a huge fan of that as well. It's brilliant. Like I love I love listening to the banter between the crack between yourself and uh, TJ and Mark and Larry. It's great. Like it's really natural, you know.
1: Yeah, I love those ones. I have to say, they, I mean, you know, they're they're probably easier than the one to ones, even though then when the one to one ones are over. And you know they've gone fairly well. You know, you're happy with them at least. You know, we had a few fabulous one-to-ones. God, a lovely one with Dr. Con Murphy. The con- yeah, con-
0: uh, con- I listened con- to
1: doctor, it, yeah. you know, Mac, Mac, Mac sat in on that one. And then we did a lovely one with Davey Russell, the jockey, who absolutely loves hurling. um, With TJ, because TJ and Davey are friendly, you know. So they were magical ones. And, you know, I did a lovely one on my own with John Connolly and a lovely one with Tom Dempsey. And as I said, Ken McGrath today, Sambo McNaughton the fabulous one to ones ones, but sometimes the ones with the four or five was us on it, I have to say, are great crack, you know, because uh, TJ is a real gas wit as well. Yeah. He's that, as, as I now have christened him, the Gary Spillan specials, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he comes out with a crack. He's a gas man, he's a great character. Yeah. We often marked each other when he was a forward, and uh, we, we often had it hot and heavy, but we'd be great old pals off the field and yeah. uh, marked the same. I, I actually worked with Mark in the bank before I would off doing my own thing and he did his own thing and uh, uh we got to know each other there first of all. Um and then we kinda we had a bit of a link and then obviously he famously captained that ninety nine team then and we'd have stayed in touch and Killer and Clark Castle would have often played each other in matches and if they you know, we would have gone down occasionally and he they would have came up and so Yeah, because 'cause there'd be two pals of mine, it, it it really makes it natural, you know, and and uh Uh, Yeah, it's it's easy as well then because it's, well, the the idea of our podcasts as opposed to some of the other ones maybe where you have a script, because you don't really script it to be honest, like I don't even bring in a note hardly. Sometimes I would, you know, uh, especially if we're doing the one the day after a game, you know, you you need to make a few notes and you bring them in. But invariably you could look at your notes after and say, "Jesus, I never went near that, I never (laughs) went near that. And they're the ones like, and the the idea would be that you're like three or four lads that that have three or four pints in front of you you know for yeah. one to a better way and three or four cups of coffee if you want to go that way like whatever put, put it, and that that being the idea that it's, that it's shooting yeah. the breeze it's the same it's coming out with your own opinions and that and yeah it's, I think it's been a good success and our ratings have been solid right through you know since since we got going obviously at the start it was a new venture for the examiner so but since we've got going, we've got good old reviews on it and, and yes, I know during the COVID a whole load of new ones cropped up and obviously a couple of the lads you've been talking to, yeah. in terms of Tomas and Brian Carr, they have come up with brilliant ones and, yeah. and I I love those as well. And Alan Carley, the soccer player, would be a great pal of mine as well. Alan Alan has a great one as well. I did I did one with him. She's a great old inventor and um so they've been I think they've been helping everyone through the COVID, haven't they? You
0: know Yeah, there's a podcast. So,
1: yeah, popping up no, it's great, it's great. I I, I enjoyed them. I mean, I have to say, you know, yeah. you have to put in a bit of work, but but you do really enjoy them, you know.
0: Yeah. Would you see yourself as the Joe Rogan now of uh, GA podcast?
1: <laughs> no, and I'd say we were we probably had a good bit of status up to the COVID, but the, a few of the boys have passed us out. Ah, <laughs> you know, uh, look, you know, they, they were, you know there were all the various different ways as well with Instagram and. I suppose, you know, yeah, we're solid, though. You know, we're always kind of up around the top 10 in the sports one. So, that's you know that's where you want to be. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was it was Tony's idea, Tony Lean in, in the examiner, that was, you know, I think he borrowed it maybe from American sports. They do a fair bit of that, I think, you know, of having maybe ex-players kind of shooting the breeze on the game. And, and I think so far it has worked. Focus, don't don't get me wrong, there's no day... Like, I just, I just retweeted today's one with Ken McGrath, which should be great crack. I'd say it was yeah. good. good ah, Ken's a great bloke. And, you know, has had a roller coaster of a career, a brilliant horror, but never quite got the alarm in the middle. You know, and had massive health scare as well, obviously. But don't get me wrong, you will get nasty comments like, you know, she's something that called me a gobshite there a couple of weeks ago. Jeez. And I. I, for some stupid reason I went looking him up on, on Facebook and we hadn't a mutual friend we, had, we hadn't a team in common he was yeah. in a different county a good bit away from Clare uh, but I was a gobshite
0: oh, no. <laughs> you,
1: you have that if, you're, if, yeah. you, if you enlist you must drill and if you're involved in this media work you're going to have people who just decide they don't yeah. like you for their own reasons and probably there's people that I fo- watch on TV that I have formed opinions on that I shouldn't have either so yeah that's part and parcel of it. What arm? What arm?
0: That's it. And it, you brought up the TV there, like, are you missing the Sunday game?
1: Yeah, I suppose it's just unnatural, I suppose, but you know, what, what what's what's rare is fantastic, Damien. So uh, it could actually turn out to be a brilliant, you yeah. know, weird championship, you know, played on like I grew up, I can be perfect. Parky Keeve will be perfect because they're kind of the all winner surfaces yeah. now, if you like they're very like astro grass like if you like the ball will be hopping like it would be in July and they're very enclosed stadiums both of them now they're very similar obviously Parky in a smaller version so they'll be like I did the league game down there between Tip and, and, or Tip and Cork in February I'm sure it was a, it was a, a shootout like 320 something to 220 something you know so and Turles I believe the surface was never better so I think we could be in for a real treat, you know. Yeah. Um, hopefully, the club goes well now. Really looking forward. Such a pity they didn't allow the 500 in. Like, that's a you know, bugbear of mine now that the week, she's 500 in a place like Hughes Park was going to be easily social distance or a six mile bridge or eight of pitches, like the size of a, a GA grounds now. Like, so. Uh, but look, hopefully it goes well, and, and if if we can keep the numbers down and the cases down, we're going to have all Ireland football and hurling championships, and it could actually turn out to be a unique year. Yeah. Normally, now we'd be down to nearly the final in the hurling. You know, we'd it's crazy, maybe two it? semi-finals that weekend. Yeah, we'd be down to two more week- weekends of TV hurling. Now, if it was normal year as was planned, yeah. we'd have that semi-final weekend, the Saturday and Sunday which I was against at the start because I thought we were losing out in the weekend but I think it's been a huge success to be honest because we have it to ourselves nearly on the hurling yeah. and it's been like Dublin has been like Mardi Gras for hurling people with four counties assembling there for, for what have been two brilliant semi-finals in the last two years yeah. um, but that's all we'd have left now if you think about it that way whereas we have the whole thing to look forward to now hopefully, yeah, hopefully. and and a throwback to the old way of knockout in Munster and, and that kind of thing in Leinster and yeah. Let's see how people cope with that as well. And I, yeah, looking forward, you know. Yeah. But you're This year, can't really say anything with certainty. Can you? No. Just have to see and and hope that things stay, stay solid for us, you know.
0: Yeah, and if like if it does go ahead, do you think it? Do you think it's a bit of a level playing field? Like if well, I mean, if counties aren't back training, like, but like.
1: Yeah, demo. It's a funny one. Like you're hearing all the stories. <laughs> you yeah. know, right? you're hearing all those stories that. That, that fellas in various counties went to see their club training but there was no sign of the three county boys you know and, and you're hearing stories you know we all heard the story about Liam Ryan in Wexford and his his club manager came out saying he didn't do it with us anyway he he did. He must have done it with something he was doing with the county and then the rapparees come out and totally said no way he did. It. He actually he hadn't seen a club training so look the GA have asked people just to be honest and and um, I know and clear anyway. We have one guy on the county panel, Stephen Holland, and Stephen is does his GPS vest from the county's on him at Claire training and yeah. Brian lawn and the management and the, the physical trainer can see what he has done for the week and he gets feedback on that that they're quite happy with it or they'd like to see him a bit extra. Yeah. Um if they're not happy with it. So so, you know, that's just the, I suppose but for me it's not quite level. I think the new managers have a disadvantage over uh not trying to blow up Limerick or anything, no damn but like John Kiley. like facing into year four, he knows his squad. Yeah. Liam Sheedy, they're the champions, he's a fair idea, he's there again. Fitzy facing into year four, Cody facing into year ninety four. <laughs> you know. They're the fellas with the advantages really, because yeah. like, it's tough for Shane Galway, you know, he, he was just trying to build something. He was looking forward to a league quarterfinal. Brian Lohan, McClaire, was looking forward to a league semi final. Liam Cal, same way, had done a good, great start to Watford. but then they were cut short when they were just developing their team. So I think you have to say the advantage is with the established teams. Yeah. But who knows with, with the knockout what way things work? Obviously, we have a backdoor, so we'll see. Yeah, but I would say I, I would say it's an advantage to the established managements because they'll stick with the tried and trusted and and usually in an unusual situation like this that I'd imagine we don't know this is unique to us all so we don't know how it'll work out but maybe a fresh team a new management will come along and surprise everybody but I would my gut would say the established teams would have an advantage
0: and if you had to pick one
1: yeah look at um, the draw obviously threw up, you know, like I would say the Cork Waterford side of the Yeah the, and the Kilkenny Dublin and leash side of, of Leinster's probably Kilkenny getting to the semi final automatically and then Wexford and Galway being the semi like Limerick and Clare got a tough. Let's face it, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you doing... win like Limerick would be my my my, my fancies at the start of the year, to be honest, like thought Limerick probably would have beaten Tip last year, that's be honest, if they got to the final or they got ambushed by Kilkenny, and they should have seen that coming because Kilkenny had beaten Cork yeah. a very similar way, you know, so, um, but look, that's that's inexperienced, that's not being used to being champions and stuff like that, so Kilkenny, you'll have a say, like, but I still think, it, even if Limerick lost to Clare, they might be a team, you know, I think, you know, Richie English is going to be a huge loss, so that, yeah. that does level it and, and, and even Dow having to retire now as well, like, and we all knew that, you know, from being close to Limerick here in Clare, obviously, we knew the chain, the injury wasn't improving and, and he tried everything, so, there are two big losses to your 20, you know what I mean? I know Dow wasn't starting really too much for, yeah. for Limerick, but he was having some impact off the yeah, bench, like even against Kilkenny last year, like, Jesus, he was he was massive, so, there are two big losses, so that leveled it up a bit, like, and Richie's such a brilliant cornerback, it's it's a challenge to fill it like because Tom Condon's not a young lad like Do you know Thomas Thomas shoving on as well he? will he be his number one or will it be Aaron Costello, or, or will he shove Barry Nash in there because he was experimenting with him as a wing back so I don't know I would have thought at the start of the year Limerick definitely had the best squad and would be in the best position with the round robin in Munster but I think now I, I, I find it very hard to call yeah. us with the way it's after developing now because if we'll say we had a Limerick Waterford semi-final clear on one side and you had clear Tip and Cork on the other side, I'd be strongly fancying Limerick to go through directly, win four games, and go win the All Ireland. But now we would either have to go through the back door or the three matches in Munster, it's gonna be harder. Yeah. Of course. Um but I don't know, I don't know. Maybe a Galway could, you know, if if they can be kept together that, and, and knock the very best out of Joe Canning injury free. Maybe Galway might take out Wexford in the Leinster semi final and be three days away from an All Ireland. They have the talent. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I did write a piece last week uh, about some of their shortfallings off the field, more than on the field, in the last 30 years or so. And, uh, but uh, they also did say that they're capable of winning the All Ireland. Don't have any doubt about that. So, yeah, uh, very much now up in the air, Damien, I'd say, you know. Yeah. Win it. So I wouldn't like to be. You know, a car could be anything. Exactly.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. And look, the last question, I've, I've, I've told Brian Carroll, I've lifted it from his podcast as well, but I've slightly changed it. Um, but I'm asking everyone, um, the five best players they've ever played against, any position at all, doesn't it can be goalie, up front, whatever.
1: Well, like, okay. would you have to have been marking him or that? You like, like, don't have to. Like, I could have had uh, oh, five. Jesus, that's nearly impossible now. If I, if you, if you what, whatever's off, easier, if you... The email, like, i would have time to think about it. Well, I'd say probably I'll leave the goalies out of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> life a bit easier. I'd say I wouldn't have really played against Tommy Walsh and, and JJ, you know? Yeah. I would have them now on with Brian Whelan, be the number one defender. I'd have played against. And then Kiran definitely uh, two. Uh, uh, then against uh, Ken McGrath, while well, he's fresh in my mind because he wouldn't be any other way. And
0: yeah,
1: nearly then. Uh, a lot of the Cockboys were very good now, but we probably had had it over them until near the end of mine. I know, the B doesn't that ninety nine once the finals. though, so I could include Brian Cochran. but I nearly then go for Carey and Shefflin. Yeah, you know. As, as, as the five that's a fair five I think if you're playing a five aside
0: that that's, that's a serious a serious lineup. but um, that's look, for
1: sure that's for
0: sure that was brilliant uh, Anthony honestly uh, thanks very much I really enjoyed that myself but um, I hope I didn't bore you any of the questions I hope it was alright not
1: at all not at all I that's I, I one of the things I was hoping the pubs was open Monday so I could sit down and have a chat with a few people about hurling. Yeah. so yeah. I talk Curland the cows come home But <laughs> whether it's now or if 40 years ago I talked about yeah. it so no look
0: really enjoyed it Endo. so that was the Anthony Daly episode I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did um, he was great to listen to and he could talk about hurling all day long as you heard yourself um, and a big thanks to him for getting involved and being interviewed for the drawing game um, just a few people need to thank Brian Agar for helping me out with the podcast Ross McKernan for providing the brilliant intro music TJ Ryan and the team at Cube Printing in Limerick for helping me out there um ferry carry construction and o'neill sportswear here in australia have helped me out with the book and yeah that's it i'm gonna see you then cheers